we're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to. Uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully, we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know. We're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Courtney. I'm sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's up, brother? What's going on, bud? Uh, well, once again, day three of uh, Premier Orlando. So yep, year two, day three. Year two, day three. Um, I said this, actually I said this last year, and one of the coolest things about doing these live events is, first off, you never know who you're going to run into. Right. You know, and you never know who, um, who you're going to have the opportunity to speak to. And just like that, um, I, I guess it was yesterday uh, in the media room, uh, this young man walked in and he, uh, and I was like, ha. What are you doing here? Because we were literally just talking to his partner like last week on on DM, and especially when he lives on the West Coast. Yeah, exactly. So you know, we're in Orlando, and uh, he lives in LA, and it was just it was a, it was a pleasant shock that uh, that that he was in the room. Oh yeah, it, we're like yeah, we gotta get this dude on. Yeah. So today we're talking to uh, Dre from Dre Hair, and he has, he started he started this entire like craft and in, in like the I guess craft hairdresser, craft, the craft, craft hairdresser with the K, craft yeah. with the K, um, which is which is uh which is what Dre's up to, and like. I'm not even really sure what it's all about, but we got to talk about it. Oh, know? the craft lookbook, bro. Yeah. So actually, we saw the craft lookbook last year. And we're like, next year, we're definitely there. So you never know. We might end up being there this year. Um, but uh, I can't wait, man. Yeah. Should we get into it? Oh, man. Let's bring him in. Let's do it. So Mr. Dre on Instagram, Dre Hair from the craft. Founder of craft, right? Founder of craft. Yes. Yeah. How's welcome it going, to your day everybody? off, man. Welcome, brother. Okay, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for hanging out Excited with us. Excited to be here. So what brought you to the East Coast? Uh, come out to Orlando for a premiere. It's actually my first time here, and I'm uh, pretty excited. Awesome, man. It's huge, right? Amazingly huge. Yeah. So uh, we were overwhelmed by it a little bit last year, um, just because, again, the first time you're in, you're like, I've never been in a building this big, you know, much less with a bunch of hair stuff and, you know, all the brands being repre- represented and stuff, you know? And yeah, they yeah. sold like 60,000 uh, show tickets last year. That's crazy. Yeah. Like a rave. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a like a rave. Yeah. So, Dre, let's, uh, let's get into you, man. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, originally, I'm from a small town called Yuba City, just north of Sacramento. Uh, little cow town. Had orchards in my backyard. Kind of that whole deal. 
Wow. Wait a sec. <laughs> like the coolest dude in LA grew up on a farm? A farm area, yeah. Right. It was like there was like, you know, four square miles in my town and then there was like forty five miles of orchards. Right. And then and then Sacramento. And then Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> so it it was pretty pretty uh out there. <laughs> pretty out there. So did you how'd you find hair? Well, all through uh, growing up, I kind of was always in like the emo scene, rock kind of rock and roll mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and I always would do my own hair, and that kind of really inspired me with watching these guys, you know, getting their hair done all the time, and I really wanted to be a part of that. Um, so I started messing around with my hair and helping out girlfriends and stuff like that, doing haircuts here and there. And about senior year, I was. <laughs> massaging this girl's hair and or her head or whatever and she just looks at me and she's like you should go to hair school <laughs> and i was like at the time i was like man like why the heck would i want to do that that right. doesn't sound like I, I, I don't i just it didn't dawn on me until you know i so after that i worked at a tattoo shop and did a couple other things and then finally like this hair thing kind of kept coming back and then finally i was I signed up at uh, federico's in thomas uh-huh. um and went through school and I kind of just slowly fell in love with it. I mean, I was horrible when I started, like some people, yeah, <laughs> Not everybody has like supernatural <laughs> talent with it. So oh, definitely had to work hard were. to uh, get to where I'm at now, 10 years in the game. That's incredible. And first off, like he's got the greatest like body tattoo, like ever, you know, <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, it's like from neck to toe, man, you know, it's pretty dope, man. I, I kind of, I, I love like, I kind of wish I was like foresighted enough to kind of like have like the whole picture, you know, like when I did my tattoos, I just kind of like, you know, patch them together yeah. a little bit. I kind of wish I had that foresight for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at my tattoo. Yeah. It's like, all right, here's a spot. There's a spot. Exactly. There's a spot. And, and half of them don't have any meaning. And like, there's a spot. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's actually funny with tattoos, like, you know, like you just said, like, you know, people get, ta- oh, this means this and this. That's all bullshit. You want a tattoo and you're finding a meaning to get it. You know, just right. say, like, <laughs> just say, you know, I just want a tattoo because they're rad. Like, yeah. Like, that, you don't need I mean, the game behind it. That's kind yeah. of, you know, I have some that are for meanings and stuff like that. But, like, a lot of this other stuff is just, like, decorative. It's it's, it's my dope, armor. Right? Yeah. It's, it's my skin armor. And it kind of just represents how i feel <laughs> and here's what's here's what's a guarantee if you if you go to dre's instagram you will see his full body tattoo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially in his stories yeah. <laughs> the man that rarely wears a shirt so you only been out of school for 10 years yeah yeah only 10 years you say only he's like i've been out of school for 10 years right <laughs> he made it sound like it was a long time ago it feels like it. <laughs> definitely like, a lot of stuff's happened since then that's pretty cool. So, um, what what got you to LA? Um, so, I was doing sca- hair school in uh, Natomas, and then I. Natomas is in LA. Uh, no, it's in Sacramento. Okay. Natomas, yeah. So it's right outside, just just north of Sacramento a little bit, and I was just always searching for more. I I, I wasn't really set on living in Sacramento just because mm-hmm. I'd been down to LA and I knew that there was a lot more to offer, but I was still kind of like intimidated by the city just because. I didn't know anyone there, so it's like, what do you do? Walk into a salon and be like, hey, what's up? (laughs) I'm Dre. Yeah, and they're like, cool. So I moved to Orange County, actually, uh, for a year right before, and I did assisting with a couple different stylists and did some outreach um, on MySpace back then (laughs) to (laughs) another hairdresser that had a salon on on Melrose, and 
connected with him, started going up there a few times a week, slowly moved up there. And mm-hmm. um, I just kind of fell in love with L.A. Like one of these girls, one of my friends, she was like, she's like, you wear L.A. like a comfy T-shirt. <laughs> And I was I like, that's that. a good national, analogy. I was yeah, like, yeah, I, like yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> that's pretty dope. That is pretty yeah, it's, dope. It's a great city. I really love it a lot. That's Aww. so cool. And the hairdressing that's going on there is just absurd, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty gnarly hub of talented people. And, I mean, there's so many. I mean, there's probably at least 8,000 salons within West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. That's insane. It's, I mean, there's man. so many. So the competition's definitely tough, too. Yeah. I mean, there's so many talented people, so... That's, I mean, I even remember, like, when we had Phil on, and he was talking about, you know, like, being an L.A. hairdresser is a different game. You know, you've got to be on your game in L.A. if you're going to survive. And how he struggled with it, and you're like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know a more talented dude um, in hairdressing than, than, than Philip. So, you know, if he kind of struggled in that space, like, I would, <laughs> I would drown. You know, there's no way, you know? Because that guy's a killer, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know. He's super talented. Love you, Philip. Love you, Philip. <laughs> actually, you know, he was our assistant. No way. Uh, yeah, I think you guys told me that uh, last time we spoke at in, the in, Modern Salon. The modern salon yeah. Thing. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it on the podcast. So, you know, we watched Phil come up, you know. And, uh, as oh, a, years as ago. A, as a, I, I tease him, like, when he was like a wolf cub. <laughs> <laughs> we knew when a little wolf cub. But, um, <laughs> but, yes, I can't imagine I can't imagine how competitive it is, again, if... if, if, if Definitely. Especially when I think it's, it's a combination of things, too. So, like, especially, like, the clients that we work on. So... I've kind of cornered like this whole like DJ slash entertainment kind of music world. Uh, and there's, you know, there's a lot as of As far other, as your clientele go? Yeah, yeah, I would say about 50% of my clients are all DJs or working some sort of music entertainment manager agent type of thing. And yeah, I mean, and there's only so many of them that are, you know, managers or agents for certain people. So right. it's, you know... You've cornered the market, it's, right? Yeah, I've got, I've got, thank God, yeah. I mean, it took a long time, and, you know, this is one thing I always tell people, um, like, even me being here, you know, like, I don't have a show, I don't have an education class, I don't have anything. I came here to be present to connect with all of you guys, basically, right. and... Well, not us specifically, but the hairdressers. No, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, right. no, like, it, it was, it was, it was, I, Carlos had told me, and I, I definitely wanted to come and see you guys and, you know, talk to you guys, because... This is, it's about the FaceTime. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so much you can do on social media. Agreed. And literally touching people in the flesh, it's like, it's a more lasting, like, feeling. Yeah, we, we, we actually, we've had that conversation a couple of times this weekend. Like, social media should be the conduit to that. But what it shouldn't be is just that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and a lot, I think a lot of people get caught just, you know, just watching social media and not stepping out and coming to live events and like you know touching people networking meeting people and uh and just connecting yeah yeah and you can't and then you can't be afraid you know yeah. and just gotta go do it i mean there was a time when i when i first started working in la i would travel by myself for like four or five years like every year i'd go to europe and just travel like two or three weeks by myself and just meet people but as I, a hairdresser or as just a person just as a person mm-hmm. um because I learned that basically you only get rich from traveling and learning different things about the world and everything, all the experiences that you get, it really helps you grow. Mm -hmm. And that helped me a lot kind of understand so much more than like I never thought I could because being 
you know, well-traveled and stuff like that, it makes you a little bit more cultural. And that also, too, helps the type of clientele that you get because... Certainly helps the conversations. It helps the conversation. And that's such yeah. a valuable thing because if you're doing somebody that travels all the time that's a DJ or whatever it is, they, uh, you know, they're, they're well-traveled. And if you can keep up with their conversation, they're going to like you and want to come to you, especially if you do right. good work. I mean, that's a given, but... I, I've just kind of found that because when I first started, it was a way different type of clientele. It was friends and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then now I've got some of the most influential people in the world mm-hmm. um, that tons and tons of people know. Because people always ask me, what celebrities do? And I'm like, kind of do like people that like run the stuff that the celebrities go to. Right. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. d- it's like a different type of like thing. Relationships, but right? Super blessed. But and then. Yeah, love it. And you're uh, you're with Eric Taylor, right? That's Hello Republic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four years. That's oh, pretty, wow. dude. I can't. We, we're in such awe of him. First of all, we're a fan of the guy Eric Taylor, but then what he's doing for um, as a business guy, and also kind of what, what certainly from our perspective, what he's doing for the industry all over. Like, you know, uh, disruptor. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in a good way. Like just, just just changing the rules and changing the game for all of us. Yeah, I think it's really great. It's it's kind of crazy because uh, I don't think he knew that it was going to happen like this. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he started this thing like 20 years ago. Right. Before WeWork. Everyone's like, oh, this is like a WeWork. And I'm like, dude, this is like a decade and a half before <laughs> yeah, even like WeWork, WeWork would even yeah. was a thing. And it's really aided people that are talented to be able to be their own boss and have their space and listen to their music and watch whatever they want. And it's just... I'm super blessed to work there just because it's kind of what I've always wanted was to have my own space, have my music and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. Again, like, like yeah, he's an like awesome great. dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a great dude. Yeah. Very sweet. And I like that he's like, you know, he because he, I actually do his hair. <laughs> so <laughs> he comes in. But when we first started doing his hair, he, you know, he would be like, just, you know, we we, we just talk and because he would try to get more into the hair thing because, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a hairdresser, but. He owns like, you know, almost. Well, he told us yesterday that he has, like, he has like two thousand hairdressers that work with him. Yeah, I know it's insane. Right. And and to be a CEO and that, like, to have that stature, like, bravo to him because I mean that's that's a lot of people that, in a way, you're taking care of. You're su- supporting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're providing an avenue for them. You know, that's that's crazy. We talk about like people. We're digging his new look, though. By the way, I like it. Yeah, I like it too, <laughs> right? A little mullet wedge. Yeah, I yeah, dig that, man. Exactly. Wish I had enough hair. Yeah. <laughs> Got a half a wedge, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> so you've kind of been into and and you know, pardon all my words and stuff, but but like creating a scene and stuff. Like that's like. Well, well first of all, let's back up a little bit. I, I think we have to. Tony and I have to kind of like. We met Dre when we did the um, Modern Salon Digital Summit. Digital Summit. Um, that's where we met him. And, and the night before, he did this just a completely rad bar scene, you know. And it was like it was laser filled. It was it was. Just, here's what Smoke it was. Machines. Uh, it <laughs> left an impression. Dude, I, I kid you not. It left an impression on me. Like I'm like that was tight. That was tight. And that like, was cool. And like Thank now you. that now that we're starting to think about doing some events and stuff like. A hundred percent that night, it is kind of. It's actually like 
Like that's our end goal, or not our end goal. There's never an end goal, but but that's kind of our goal. Like if we could do something that Dre did, we'd be the boys. You know <laughs> what I mean? So like, and I even reached out to you about it. Like yeah, you know, yeah, started, yeah. we started to talk about it a little bit. But um, but that was just a cool event. And here's what the coolest thing about it was: I went to that restaurant the next day and didn't even realize that I was in the same room. Like it was like we we're halfway through. I go. Oh, what is that? That's that's where the swimming. We were in here last night. You know, it looked totally different because it actually wasn't a bar, right? It was like a restaurant. Yeah, it was, it just, it was basically a restaurant banquet room. <laughs> it was in a banquet room, but it, it looked it looked like a club, and it, it looked yeah. like and, we and, wanted to transform it. And boy, did you! And the purple oh, lights and stuff, which by the way look amazing in photography and in photographs. The, you know, we got some great ones to film. And the collab between uh, between two, you know, a barber and a hairdresser, that was tight too. You know, what I mean, one person took over. A certain part, and another person jumped in, and so you had this great collaboration with this this bar scene, this like disc. It was man, it was just it was just dope. Sensory overload. Oh my god, <laughs> Dre. So tell us, I mean, about that evening. So like you had the collaboration, like like how did that come about, and kind of tell us what the rules were to to that collaboration. So the 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 portion of that specific event uh, was called collab with me, and it kind of originated, kind of every year as life goes on I just observe I observe everything mm-hmm. so much so and I realized that a lot of collaborating back and forth with two different stylists was kind of like a, a bigger thing that was going on the last couple of years we've all seen on social media and I'd seen like Ricky and Philip doing a lot together uh-huh. and which was really cool but I was like you know Anybody would anybody would love to work next to Philip or work with him or Ricky or like you know they they would really like to like get that exposure. So I was like, how do we involve you know the participants into this? So I was like, well, I guess we could do like a raffle and that they win, they can you know do a collab cut or color with one of the artists. And it was kind of I it it was really. A new thing because I'd, I'd gone to the you know premiere in ICC and I've never seen that or mm-hmm. so and I kind of I was like wow maybe this might work so we did it and a lot of people loved it. So to, to kind of clarify, so like you had and I hate to say this, but you had like regular hairdressers then enter a raffle to to get to work along with 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 Philip or whatever. And was there any kind of was there any criteria as far as like what their work level was or anything like that? No, basically uh, I would say any the the hairdressers that bought the tickets were buying the ticket to because they were inspired by Mm -hmm. the artist they wanted to work with and that it's kind of brought brought this level playing field and gives that person the limelight and value so that they you know because somebody that has a thousand followers on instagram might be so talented but this day and age on social media it's really tough to grow you know because people only grew like how i grew my instagram i was doing a lot of the tattoo design haircuts and i got reposted a lot and that's what helped grow my thing but now there's eight million repost pages, and it's it's <laughs> right. kind, it's kind of oversaturated. So Instagram's right. been around almost a decade now. So if you're just starting out in school, I mean, you might be really talented, and you only have 500 followers, but the world hasn't seen you yet. But if you win the raffle and you're doing a haircut with somebody that's been doing it for 20 plus years, right? And they post you and kind of put you on blast. It it really helped. What well, could potentially boost your awareness of your page and that's kind of what the whole goal of it was and it actually worked out really well i got a lot of good feedback from all the people that did it uh last year at lookbook and at the uh, modern salon event that's cool i i think that's so cool like, it's just <laughs> it's just it's just once again it's our industry reaching back and behind us and kind of pulling people along 
And exactly. I think that that's pretty cool. That's beautiful, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really, it, just having the opportunity to do it and then to do it. Yeah. Because I know what it feels like. I mean, I have a, like a large, like, you know, music background and stuff like that. And I, you know, friends that have been DJing and, you know, some people will just DJ at the bar forever. And then there's guys that DJ for like six months and then they're touring around the world. Right. So with hairdressing, you know, it's the same thing. I've seen guys that have been working for a couple of years that are already touring around and doing educational classes and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, just it's, it's just been such a such a blessing that people really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So where did um like get back to like uh, so you go you you join in with Eric and Salon Republic. Now was Craft with a K? Was Craft <laughs> with a K? Was was that established before you guys went to Salon Republic, or was that something that kind of happened? Kind of like leading up to it. Like I took the leap, if you will, uh-huh. to uh, work there and start paying like a you know flat rate every week. And I kind of wanted to create a name that wasn't quote-unquote like a salon name or my name or anything like that i wanted something that was like kind of like an umbrella so that i could put all my activities that i like to do (laughs) underneath it like i mean i've gotten i've done i've just done so many you know from putting on my own shows to promoting to tour managing to all this different stuff so everything kind of comes through craft and i it just dawned on me one day and you know i was like you know, what do we do? Craftsmanship, da, da, da. And then I was like, oh, crap. And then it's like, let's change it a little bit. Let's do a K. And then me and my graphic designer worked in and, you know, try to make our logo and changed it and balanced it all out. And it looks, I'm, I'm not wearing it today, but <laughs> I, yeah, it came out really cool. And uh, it just kind of was able to be the umbrella for like everything that I do. That's pretty cool. That is tight. So anybody who, who ends up working under that as well is, becomes a crafter. Exactly. Right. exactly. You know what I mean? Look so at all the crafters. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. I'm We're digging. starting a cult. Yeah. <laughs> With a K. Yeah. Last one didn't work out so well. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, there's a lot of people out there. Uh, I want to be a crafter. So. And being a crafter is not even about just being a hairdresser. I mean, you could be yeah. a la- eyelash extension. You could be a DJ. It's making clothes. Like anything that you're doing where you're putting out like it's it, it's in a way it's like an artist but i think crafter is more with with, with your hands you're building something right yeah, yeah you're yeah, building yeah. something for other people's yeah like i get visual it. i totally get it that's cool so in the in the so when you first started there like because you have employees now or i don't even know if they're employees or whatever but you have people that work within the studio uh, suite with you correct yeah there's about 10 of us now Oh, so it is like a salon in, in the suite. Yeah, um, so we started with one studio, it was two, two chairs, and um, there was about three of us to begin with, and then I would knock down the wall. <laughs> I was like, hey, Eric, is it cool if I knock down this wall? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so you got to ask them to leave first, though, your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it took forever, but finally got it. So we got two studios, and then uh, put four chairs in there now. And, and, it, and my whole philosophy about this whole thing about the salon aspect actually had a guy reach out to me a while ago and because he thought they were like my employees and everybody rents um by day or by the week or a couple days or whatever and um he this this guy asked me he was like he's like don't you make like tons of money off the salon and that was not the whole re like i didn't i didn't want to build that place for that i wanted to build a place because like myself i travel i do all different types of stuff. Like, if I'm not going to go in on Thursday because I'm going to go to the beach or something, I'm going to go to the beach on Thursday and take the day mm-hmm. off. So 
and I and that was how I felt and I wanted people to be able to have that same ability mm-hmm. because everyone that works the salon does editorial stuff does you know weddings and photo shoots and all that kind of stuff so I didn't really want to dig my claws in them and be like you have to work here like these amount of days and stuff like that so yeah. I, I just worked in places like that and that didn't work for me so why would I do that to my people right. so and I think you know I think they they get a lot more support from me because I'm not so like on their back about everything I'm just so like, they're all so you're kind of like Eric Taylor inside of Eric Taylor's thing like these guys are like they're paying you like rent or like a weekly rent yeah yeah yeah, yeah but they actually but they're they're contractor with you not with Salon Republic yeah contractor yeah contracted me uh, I'm not saying to Salon Republic though that's pretty dope man mm-hmm. really it's kind of weird it's like You're like the middle man it's, it's like, like yeah <laughs> and I mean like talk it, about meta right <laughs> 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 like it's a salon within the salon but the, with the salon and the salon but it works so. because then like you know no one's not like and I take care of everything you know I paid for all of our supplies back bar drinks all that kind of stuff and obviously the rent everyone helps pitches in it's kind of like, you know it's a group effort it's a collective in a way and uh and that was the thing and this that when that when that gentleman asked me he's like well don't, don't you make a lot of money off the song i was like that that was never the point um because it i can do make money other places and right. i wanted every i didn't want everyone to feel weird about it right you know they're like you know yeah well, once again, going back to that word of collaboration, you know, it's just a collaboration in the, in the, in, in, and even, even, you know, how we spend the money and how we do that. It's more about the collaboration than it is about, you know, the, the money that can be made or that isn't being made. Exactly. Everybody's responsible in making their own money. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I mean, I support them as much as I can because, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. I, I've already done everything. I, well, not everything, but everything that I've wanted to do, I've been able to do. And I, I'll only feel successful if everyone around me is able to live the life that they want. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's pretty dope, man. That's pretty so, so how did the uh, lookbook come about? That was kind of, <laughs> it's been like, it was kind of an accident. By the, but I guess about 10 years ago when I started doing hair in Los Angeles, we, the prior salon I worked with, we would go to Project and Agenda in Vegas, the trade shows. Right. And we would do like a pop-up salon. Uh, this yeah like 10 yeah about 10 years ago and we were the only hairdressers in like 20,000 people at this trade show so everybody came to us and that was kind of my first uh exposure to doing like a pop-up type of thing and then over the years every summer we would do these at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood we would do little parties there and do hair and it was only like me and two other people we do just the general public so then 2016, I hit up Carlos and Julius and Andrew and a few others. And I was like, yo, would you guys like come like to come down and just we'll, we'll do haircuts next to the pool? Like, it'd be cool. We can go swimming, you know, just have a fun day. And after that, I quickly realized uh, actually after sorry, everyone started to um, show up and we were trying to figure out what, what, what it was going to be about because either we were just going to crank out people all day long or you do one haircut or so it was, it, I really didn't even know. So, you know, it was like, yeah. it was just an accident. So then everybody came and then all the people that were like showing up were other hairdressers to right. watch the hairdressers that were doing hair. And I didn't really realize 
that until about midway through and uh the following the following year i had flown in uh mikey from uh pennsylvania and we had uh ryan colin from ireland who happened to uh who happened to be in town also and that was when we really saw like a couple hundred people show up and were really engaging and it was funny because even all my friends that went to the party they were like why are all these people watching this dude do hair like they did like other general public people just didn't realize what what it was what it was about right um so then basically last year we kind of just went full board with it and yeah we had about 500 people come through the door and we had like 14 artists doing collab collab with and me. out of that 500 that was like all hairdressers or mainly about hairdressers or? 400 were hairdressers and then 100 were like all my party friends <laughs> <laughs> bring the club in <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like waves throughout the day and then like all my friends showed up at like all my party friends sort of like midnight and i was like thanks for coming right yeah, that's uh, cool though. Oh, that's tight, man. Because uh, like again, like when when we saw it last year, we were hooked, man. And everybody, you could see just the circles around each station and people, and it's up close and personal. Exactly, and that was kind of like that was definitely the goal because I went to. Uh, I, it's funny. I like I go through experiences and I like to pull that type like certain feelings out of different experiences and one of them was when i went to burning man in like 2012 and you go there and you could literally walk up onto the stage there's no guy that's like you know you can't come up here or whatever you go behind the dj and look behind his shoulder and watch him mix and you could do that on any art car any 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 club or anything they had out there and i was like man that's really cool it's intimate it's very like up close and you know you know, coming to all these types of shows and stuff, they're dope for what they do. Right. But I knew that I wanted something different. I wanted to have a different type of feeling for the people that were there. So whenever we do these types of uh, events, we put the chair on the ground and you're able to come up behind them, look over their shoulder and watch what they're doing rather than sitting 40 feet away. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Watching it on a screen. And, and then even this year, we're doing kind of like overlapping tiers of these solos and that's basically the art we have two different two or three different chairs um and the artists will basically be doing salon speed and not talking way to rub it in we're, we're <laughs> yeah, thanks <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know it's like it was kind of it's almost like if you go to coachella or something like that and you see the schedule and you're like oh my god like four of my favorite djs are playing all you know 15 minutes after another so you got to kind of walk around so that's kind of like that same thing and you just kind of have to like stumble upon it in a way and i I think that keeps it interactive and fun and sensory overload because i mean when you guys see the recap video after this one (laughs) (laughs) a lot of lasers what uh (laughs) what uh is a two-day event yeah it's gonna be two days so what are the dates? Uh, 13th and 14th of July at Yamashiro in Hollywood. It's in the it's in the hills, and it's probably one of the most amazing views Los Angeles has. Like, that is incredible. It's, and it's beautiful. And who um, who are some of those uh, those secretive artists that may or may not be there? Uh, well, I'm really pleased and excited to, to say that we have uh, five uh, five artists coming from. Canada, Ireland, and the UK, which I've never 
done before. <laughs> like an international kind of. Yeah. So I'm really stoked. They're all coming out. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's gonna be really good. We got colorists and <laughs> and <laughs> all different types of uh, hair and uh, editing and all this type of stuff that is going to be going on Saturday. It's education. So that's the thing is like on Saturday, we kind of wanted to start kind of transferring over into giving a little bit more value into this um, education part on Saturday. And uh, we're going to set it up like with chairs and everything like that, but still you're able to get up close and we're going to do like multiple rooms. And uh, yeah, it's going to be about six hours and I think 10 to 12 educators, multiple rooms. So it's kind of like the same thing. It's a round robin and you see 15 minutes of this person, you go over there because I mean, we've all been to classes and stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like, if you're just sitting there for like two hours, you're like, so I want people to move around, you know, I like, I really want to keep it different too. Keep them all engaged. Yeah. Like watching it and they can kind of move their bodies and, you know, check out the angles and stuff. It's like being here at a hair show. You can go to stage to stage, see all these different artists, but there you get to literally look over their shoulder. Yeah, that's tight. I know. Like, like I, yeah, uh, there's a couple that I think are on the ground, but definitely, like, that was the main goal. Because, like I said, with the Bernie, whole Bernie Man thing, I was just it just blew my mind that you, like, you were able to just walk around, and it was just so free. Just like, like, how was the Bernie Man? Was that? How was the Bernie Man? <laughs> Life-changing? Yeah. I like, mean, it's, like, it's, it's, it's going home. If you're ready for it, it's, like, going home. And, and that, that's another thing. It's, like, it tests your ability as a human to withstand the elements i mean it's like extreme camping i mean you're in a desert yeah. for like a week Whoa. yeah one of my clients uh a couple of years ago she was there but uh yeah here it's just like it'd be life-changing man it's yeah it's like mad max in the day and star wars at night right. <laughs> <laughs> hey so uh, would, would two old dudes like us would, be, would we be out of place no not at all the founder well fortunately bless his heart but he passed away yeah. like, but dude he started it in like 91 uh-huh. or something and pretty much everyone that it's definitely like not a kids festival by any means. It's not even really a festival; it's like an experience, but it's not a kids thing by any means. And yeah. it's expensive in a way too, because you got to get up there. It's like twelve hours from LA, oh. and then you got to camp and have food and water and all your supplies for you a have week. To get your, right, 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 right. So it gets and you're, and you're on the hook. What's that? Like you, you have to figure out that all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's it's definitely a commitment. If it, you run out of toilet paper, can you go to the tent next to you and be like, "Bro, hook me up." Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, everyone who says it's like, oh, it's a barter system. It's like, it's a gifting system. You you don't just go up to them and like, hey, I'll trade you this. It's like, when you go and meet people, you're like, just offer it, you know? And that's, right. the, that's the whole concept around it is like, we all live in abundance, you know, every, everything is abundance. There's, there's a supply for everybody. Right. That's awesome. That is, that, man. Yeah. So, so that's this week. I mean, not this week, but uh, next month, uh, the what else? Do you have other things uh, happening, planning? Uh, uh, yeah, I always got a couple of things up my sleeve. I'm always just trying to keep, like I said, I, was like, I like to observe a lot, and I like to just kind of see things that people aren't doing necessarily. Um, you know, like the, even with Lookbook this year, like we have Collab With Me. We have another portion of, inside the event called Hair Jam and another part called uh, Hair Royale. And once again, it's just kind of my interpretation of what I've just seen in the industry and the hair royale is basically like a barber battle, but not a barber battle because there's only because you know you go to barber battle and there's 18 different categories: fastest this, highest that, 
whatever, just like different types of things. So I was like, man, that's cool. But why don't we just do one category and the dopest haircut? Literally, it's it, we're going to have like, how dope do you think this is? Really dope? Dope or the dopest? <laughs> like, and we have, um, you know, we have some world class educators or um, artists that are going to be judging it. So I want people to bring their A game and to do like the most in a way like a viral post something that you just you know go out there and do the most creative thing you can and appease the judges and let them you know like see a battle royale yeah <laughs> i did yeah. that man so it'll be like two rounds and then uh the the winners from each of those rounds will go but you could be a more. barber or a hairdresser. Barber is anything cutting, basically. Anything cutting. It could be long hair, short hair. But, but you know, whatever you think is going to impress the judges. That's tight. Mm. Yeah, because usually the competitions are like, it's one category, like you said. It's either long hair or barber or, you know what I mean, best fade. Or here it's like. The cleanest, yeah, all, the fastest or something like that. So that's why I want to like. All hands on deck. So, so with the judges, are the judges, um, are some of them like more traditional cosmetologists, some of them barbers, some of them, like are, are, like when you're doing the judging, is is the judging fair, Dre? Like, <laughs> like, are you covering like all, um, all aspects as far yeah, as the judges Yeah, so go? the judges this year are going to be, um, for uh, Hair Royale, are uh, Josh and Monica from mm-hmm. the UK, uh, Diego, and uh, Stay Gold, Sophie. Uh-huh. So they're all barbers in a way. Um, they also do... You know other creative things josh is you know by far one of the most amazing men's hairdressers i've ever seen um diego's just got you know crazy fading skills and be able to do designs that look like they were done computer generated <laughs> you're like dude how do you get this perfect every time and then time, sophie man. just has some of the cleanest work um that anyone's been able to you know just it's it's unbelievable and her editing editing skills and her eye to like detail is just insane so they um and they actually have one secret judge but i can't say yet (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah so they would come out and see what you got and there's a cash prize winner uh let me say that again there is a cash prize for the winner (laughs) so uh yeah come win some cash (laughs) come win some money honey that's awesome dre dude I, I have so much respect for you do- for what you're doing. Again, it's like it's so cool because uh, again, the industry needs what's happening this week in Premiere, but I think there's so much space of what else we need, and and and, and I think you're creating that. And I was gonna say starting to create that. Maybe it is a starting to create that because who knows where it evolves to, you know. But 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 what you're doing and just having like an eye outside of the box, right? Don't we? T- don't, isn't, I, that the, I, isn't that the proverbial <laughs> one? Yeah, but I love how he said, you know, I, I see what's happening in the industry, and he just puts a, a completely funky twist on it. Yeah. And it just it just makes it so different, man. You know what I mean? I Like I said, I'm a big fan, brother. You know <laughs> Thanks, what I mean? Guys. He's rock and roll, man. Yeah, totally rock you know and roll, I mean? right? Yeah. Like, like, like old school, like rock and roll. <laughs> you know? It, it, it's cool. And the cool thing to me, and maybe we should at least take it old school, making it new school. Make it, make, <laughs> make it a Dre school. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I like that Dre school. Making a Dre school, um, House of Dre. But but what's cool too is is that not once, not once is he's like has he said like I can do this better or what you're doing sucks. He's just like, I think I got a new spin. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. in spite of everything. Yeah. It's like I can just I I, I I think this is gonna be cool. 
And, and you know, there's nobody cooler. Honestly, just, Dre. Dre. just be Dre. Just do <laughs> Dre. You're making me blush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see under all that ink. <laughs> That's cool. Brother, I am, I am honestly honored that, um, and super stoked that you were here um, and, and honored that you sat in with us. Um, again, we, we're going to try like hell to get there. We want to. It, 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 yeah, it's a top yeah. goal thing for us. Um, one day the timing's going to work out and we're going to get to hang out and um, we'll just be the old guy. We'll be the old wallflowers in the back of the room watching. watching I'm all sure the he could spend something new on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> watching the cool kids work. As we shut this down, can you uh, tell our listeners how they can find you and, and learn about all this great greatness that you're doing <laughs> yeah yeah you guys can uh, follow me at dre hair on instagram and our event page instagram is craft with a k lookbook and we our websites in there and it has all the details about the event you can show bio. tickets there and stuff like that yeah that's dope yeah. hey so i mean you name dropped a thousand hairdressers <laughs> in there <laughs> how can we find those guys too um you guys can follow them on instagram as well uh i know i spoke about carlos mm-hmm. uh he was works at uh craft with me his, his his handle is uh sugar skulls with the baddest logo ever with the sickest logo <laughs> yeah right? he's got a dope uh sugar skull logo um i also mentioned uh julius caesar and stay gold uh sophie uh-huh. and uh diego is a uh, diego dj D G A F. <laughs> it means You'll DJ don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find that. Awesome, and uh, Josh and Monica. Uh, Josh LaMonica. Yeah. So, how, do, uh, how, does, how do they spell LaMonica? It's uh, L A M O N A C A. Oh, you better write that down if you're driving. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, on that note. Right. You know, but uh, but again, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, hanging out I with us. Thanks thank for you. thanks for joining us here at Premiere, and thank you very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey! So there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring. I don't know for the last couple months, actually, since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>